0: Welcome back to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, The Replay Series. I'm your host, Tracy Chernoff, and I'm thrilled to have you join us once again as we journey through the episodes that have topped charts around the world. In this podcast series, we're revisiting some of our most insightful, thought-provoking, and transformative conversations with industry experts, thought leaders, and practitioners. These episodes have made waves, sparking meaningful conversation and inspiring positive change throughout human resources. Whether you're a dedicated listener who's been with us from the start, or you're just tuning in for the first time, the replay series offers a chance to dive deep into the core principles that guide our exploration into HR practices. So get ready to rediscover the discussions that continue to shape the future of HR. Without further ado, let's step back in time and immerse ourselves into the podcast's top charted episodes. Let the replay begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here for another week. You know what to do. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening to or watching this podcast. Now, I just want to give a few updates because I feel like it's been a little while since, you know, I've been on here solo. Um, I've had so many guest episodes. I I can't honestly remember the last time I, it was just me and you in, in an episode. So um, the first update is that i am not going to release an episode for the last two weeks of december so after this episode after you listen to this one there will be two more for the year and then i'm going to take some time off from everything the the uh podcast and my full-time job basically for the last two weeks of december so that means that there are two more episodes after this one that you can anticipate listening to. And then I hope that you all are taking time and giving back time to yourselves this holiday season, whatever you celebrate, whether you celebrate anything or not, take the time. I have definitely talked about that before, that it doesn't matter if you have an event, something to celebrate, whatever, you should take the time because taking time off is so important. And I say that after coming back from a little Thanksgiving break and it was really quite nice to take the time off but now I'm just kind of you know I'm ready I'm ready for my next vacation it's only I guess technically two to three weeks away but it's funny how that works out right I'm not really a Sunday Scaries kind of girl I don't usually get that but I definitely had the Sunday Scaries last night and maybe this morning as well but anyway I wanted to talk about something that is probably top of mind to 99% of people. And that is having conversations with our managers that could be challenging and especially conversations with our managers who maybe we don't have the best relationship with, or maybe managers that are really difficult to connect with. And I bring this up because actually I've been getting so many DMS about how to navigate, situations like this situations where our managers are maybe just a personality clash right and there's a conflict there and that you know maybe there's a lack of seeing eye to eye consistently or what have you but i've also received dms about people just feeling totally helpless when it comes to actually having conversations with their managers because they're too afraid of making waves and, you know, starting a quote unquote fight, um, or they're too nervous about the way it might make them look or not saying the right thing or saying too much or saying too little. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I hope that you walk away from this episode feeling like you have a couple more tools in your tool belt, some more resources and, you know, more reasons to have conversations openly with everyone, not just your manager, but openly with everyone that you work with, people in your lives across your life, whether it's work or personal, because actually communication is really, really important. And I can't honestly say that I've always been a good communicator because I have not always been a good communicator. And if you ask my husband when he's mad at me, he might say, I'm never a good communicator because, you know, that's how it goes, right? The people that we are closest to, the people that we work with the most, like our bosses, our coworkers, they know us best. They see us at our best, they see us at our worst. And, you know, sometimes we don't communicate well. Sometimes I still don't communicate well. However, There is, there are things I should say that ensure that I communicate to the best of my ability each time. And that is through preparation. There is no better action or time spent that you can do to help you in a situation to communicate better or to prepare for a better conversation than to prepare. So, When you are dealing with or preparing to deal with or have a conversation with someone who might be difficult, maybe they argue with you, maybe they're defensive, maybe they put it back on you, right? Everything that we, everyone's starting to think about that person in their lives that does this to them, and it might be the person closest to you. That's okay. We are all human and we all come with our flaws, and it's about the flaws that we accept from one another that allow us to be that human being, right? So um, let's say you, you you have this person in your life. Let's say it's your manager. You cannot start a conversation without your facts. You have to get your facts gathered. You gotta be a bone collector as they say on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Get all of the facts, get all of the information that you have so that you can present it to the person that you're preparing to speak to. So if this is your manager and maybe there's a situation where you felt like they just undermined you, right? And they, they, maybe it was a conversation with someone on your team or it was a conversation as a team and they undermined your leadership or they, you know, I don't know, did something to make you feel like you, your leadership didn't matter or that your voice wasn't heard, right? Or wasn't appreciated. You're not going to walk away from that situation feeling so good but it's really important that you do walk away from that type of conversation or situation being prepared to address it the best thing that you can do in situations like this where you're you know confronted with having to deal with someone that can be challenging in this way or do this in certain situations is that you must address it when you don't address it all it does is send that uh silent signal that everything is fine And if you don't address it prepared, then it leaves this window of opportunity for a little bit of chaos mixed with a little bit of denial and defensiveness sprinkled with, uh, potentially some, uh, a level of defensiveness that puts it back on you. And then you walk away feeling potentially a little bit worse. So the best thing that you can do when you walk away from a situation that you did not feel good leaving is that you write down what happened. So let's say you're in this meeting, your manager does something to undermine you and you don't like it. Write down in your phone or your notebook, this is not to catch the person. This is to remember how you feel and what happened because I can tell you firsthand, if you don't write it down, you will probably not remember it correctly or exactly as it made you feel, or I should say accurately. So write it down, jot down the notes like, you know, maybe there's specific quotes or things that really upset you or made you feel some kind of way. And you write those things down and then you write how you feel angry, mad, scared, upset, whatever those, those adjectives are. And when you're prepared or you know that you have a conversation coming up with your manager, you need to prepare to have this conversation. So what do you do to prepare? My first piece of advice is you either go old school, you take out a pen and paper, or you type it into a document and you list out what your goal is. What is your goal from the conversation when you leave the conversation? Is it to um, have your boss apologize to you? Is it to never have that happen again? Is it to feel heard? to feel seen, to be thanked for your work, whatever the goal is, right? Write that down. Keep that at the top of your page because that goal, that is your anchor goal and you need to keep that in sight so that you do not get emotionally charged in the conversation when you are having a a, a really a discussion with someone that can be difficult based on this example um, and things can get emotionally charged. So keep that goal at the top of your sheet. The second thing that you can do is list out those things that from the week prior or month prior, or maybe even the day prior, that those situations, those quotes, the way you felt, list that out. But also now you're, you've taken a step back, right? Now you're thinking through the way that those things made you feel and what was said. So you're looking at this situation with a bit of a different perspective. You're not emotionally charged. Hopefully, you're looking at things maybe a little bit more logically, level-headedly, and with a clear mind. So you might actually say, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. Uh, You know, that's not really the issue that I have with this situation. I'm going to focus on these three things rather than these five things. You might also say, conversely, that all of those things are so really important and you have to address all of them. So you list those out be really clear so it's easy to kind of read off of and I know that this might sound corny or cheesy or lame but it is truthfully the best way to go into a conversation that is anticipated to be difficult and to feel in control of your emotions in control of your feelings and your thoughts and with a you know to be able to have some sort of like predictable um, outcome now of course you can only control the things that you can control you cannot control the person's reaction. In this case, if it's your manager or your coworker, you cannot control how they react, but you can control the way that you react, the way that you speak, and the way that you redirect things. So now you have your goals at the top, you have your you, you know the situation in the middle, the behaviors, the way that the feelings, all of that. At the bottom, you kind of have to bookend this conversation Or close the conversation with what you need going forward now if you have listened to the podcast closely over the years you know these are the same things that basically that I recommend you do when you are coaching an employee and when you are managing their performance whether it's subpar or totally missing the mark and that is not a coincidence. There is no coincidence between managing an employee and managing up with your manager. It is intentional to to grow and, and skillfully develop these um, abilities to have clear and concise and detailed conversations with your employees to improve their performance, the same as you are going to have clear and concise and detailed conversations to improve the leadership from your manager or the experiences that you're having with your coworkers, whoever you're having this conversation with, that is all absolutely intentional. So the, the stronger your ability is to coach an employee or to, you know, course correct and have those conversations with an employee, the more confident you should feel having those conversations with your boss or someone you know in a leadership position maybe above you or or beside you even if it feels much more difficult which in many cases it might actually be more difficult to do this to manage up or you know give feedback directly to people who are working with you or who you work for rather than the people who work for you like i get that it might actually be more difficult um However, you have the skills, right? If you develop those skills every day and you focus on those skills every day, when it comes down to having a difficult conversation like this one with your manager or someone else, you will be able to rely on those skills that you've developed. It's like muscle memory in a sport. If you have swung a bat a million times over, when you get a bat back in your hands, five years later, you're still going to know how to swing that bat. So it might have it might be a little while since you've had to manage up or even had to manage anyone, but those skills are there. It's just a matter of fine-tuning them. So you have your three categories, right? The goal, the situation, behavior, feelings, all of that, and then what you need. So that's like the closing statement. That's the commitment that we always say we need to get whenever we are coaching an employee. That commitment is what, in a conversation with your manager, will allow you to say, Hey, I'm following up on this. You know, I'm, you, you committed to me that, that we would be able to have more transparent conversations. Let's say that that was the commitment, right? You committed to me, maybe using this previous example from earlier, you committed to me that you would speak in a tone that, that, you know, was more patient and where you asked more questions rather than assuming things of me. However, this last time the same thing kind of happened, are we still on the same page, right? So the commitment allows you to follow up much more succinctly without having to go through all of these steps. The commitment also allows you to use positive reinforcement. So if you have received this commitment from your manager after managing up and having that difficult conversation with them and they do something that makes you feel really good because of that commitment that they've made to you, then in your next one-on-one or touch base with them, you can actually say, hey, I really appreciated when you did X, Y, and Z, when you spoke so transparently to me, when you spoke so kindly to me and you asked me those questions, it really made me feel supported and appreciated and a part of this team. Like that's a great way to use that commitment to drive more positive and continuous, consistent commitments from the person that you're connecting with or communicating with. Now I say all of these things like it's so easy for me. It's not. I'm, I just remember and keep these skills in mind if ever I need to use them. And I te- tend to engage in a lot of conversations where I'm supplying this type of advice. But please don't be mistaken. This is not easy by any means. This should not feel easy if you're taking this episode and walking away with new tools to implement. It it is not going to feel easy, whether it's your first time or your 15th time managing up or managing out if you're, you know, giving feedback to a peer, let's say, um, it's never necessarily going to feel easy. It's just that you're going to feel more confident doing it because that is the biggest gap that I have seen at least in conversations with leaders is that there's a lack of confidence in having these conversations like things where, you know, where things are said, like, I'm scared to have this conversation. I don't think this person's going to listen to me. I don't think that they care. I don't think that they like me. Why should they listen to me? Right? Those, those phrases show that the person who is trying to prepare to have this conversation doesn't feel super confident because it is scary. It is scary to have conversations where you're telling someone to their face, maybe through zoom, but still to their face, that they did something that you didn't like. And I'm sure we can all think back to the first time we had some sort of confrontation. You might get that adrenaline rush. You might get that feeling of nervousness of anxiousness, right? But at the end of the day, there is a sense of empowerment that comes with having these conversations and hopefully successful conversations. Now, certainly not every single conversation is going to go the way that you want and meet the goals that you have at the top of your sheet but having the conversation is a very 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 important first step and you should also walk away from those conversations thinking is there anything that i could have done differently should i you know take a step back and and approach this differently am i you know in need of asking someone for an unbiased opinion, like those things might come up before, during and after a conversation like this. Um, so of course, I always encourage getting a third party, that is always helpful. Of course, you should also make sure that they are someone that will keep this information confidential just out of your, for, out of stake for you and your manager if that is the situation. But again, you know, all of these things are really challenging. And when we think about this sense of empowerment that comes with having a conversation like this, that this is one of the ways in which a conversation in this, of this scale in this manner is uh, really, mutually beneficial. It's beneficial for the manager or the person on the receiving end because you're expressing your care and consideration for them. I really believe that when someone gives you feedback, it's because they want to see you do better or they want to see you continue to do good things because feedback, of course, can be good and uh, or I should say positive and constructive. Um, And so the other side of that is that it's also really good for you because you're going to feel more empowered more confident to have these conversations more often and the more often you have these conversations the less you're gonna freak out about them and the better you'll feel overall so um, I think the the final thought on this is that when it comes to confrontation this is a word that tends to scatter masses right like people run away from confrontation they're afraid of it they think it's a bad thing and they don't they you know people really tend to say i'm not confrontational right um but it's okay to be confrontational coming from someone who is confrontational. But I say this because it's about the type, or I should say it's not, it's not the confrontation. It's the type of confrontation. It's the way you have a confrontation that makes it good or bad. I am confrontational and I have had bad confrontations where I have gone into conversations ill-prepared, emotional, and lacking facts. And what does that get me? Just the same emotion that led me to that confrontation or that conversation just amped up with more emotion and it doesn't do anyone any justice. It serves no good for anyone to go into a situation like that. So a good confrontation is something like this where you're prepared and you're level headed and you're ready to have a discussion about something that upset you and that you want to see change. So. I do hope that for those of you who are like, oh, I don't like confrontation, I avoid it at all costs, I hope that you see that by avoiding these things, it it kind of only makes things a little bit more harder and more challenging for you because you are, at the end of the day, the one saying, I feel this way, I feel this way, this is how I feel, and the one empowered to do something about it and to say something about it to make or inspire and empower that change and so of course while the change has to come from the person that you are confronting and having a conversation with you are also the person to make them aware of it so i don't know if i've just watched way too much uh real housewives to see all of this confrontation and all of the ways that it could have gone differently um or if i was just inspired by your dms but either way i do hope that this information has been helpful to you and that you walk away feeling a little bit more confident, a little bit more empowered and ready to take on that next conversation that might be really difficult and challenging because you can do it. And once you do it, you're going to feel amazing that I know to be true for sure. So listen, I'm going to leave you on that, on that note. And I do hope that you send me in your messages if there are stories or examples that you can share following this episode or even from prior to listening to this episode that, that you thought of as you were listening. I would love to hear your stories. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And again, just a reminder, there will be two more episodes for the rest of the year. The final two weeks of December will be podcast free. I hope that you also rejuvenate and recuperate and reset and do all of the things that we're supposed to do as we prepare for a new year. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Hey, just before you go, don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you are the first to hear when an episode drops each week and maybe leave a five-star review and a comment about how much you loved this episode. Plus, if you have someone in mind who would really enjoy this episode, make sure you share it with them. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week.